to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. I'm BS negative and COVID positive. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Me too, Aww. Alex. Me Just too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm negative now. Julia is currently positive. Currently positive. I'm being isolated in my own little house. Elizabeth had to fix her microphone because I needed my microphone back. It's been a journey. And now you both have the experience that I have every time we record. Just a separate. (laughs) It's our own little square. I'm lonely. Well, you two have bit the dust within like the same week. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, we died. I'm so scared. (laughs) <laughs> All right. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I like my friends like I like my skincare. Non-toxic and cruelty-free. Did I steal that from the mouth of Whitney Rose? Yes. Do I think she'll use it as her tagline next season? No, because it doesn't say anything bad about her husband. And we know Whitney loves to trash her husband and her taglines. Now, Julia, you were telling me, you're saying off mic that COVID has been great for your skincare. It has. 22 hours of sleep a day is the ingredient that I was missing in my skincare regimen. I'm going to preface this by saying I enjoyed a nice bottle of wine while watching Salt Lake City. And I don't know if it was the Salt Lake City or the wine, but this is what I came up with. If you want candor, I will honestly give you truthfulness sincerely. I present this to you because while I was watching Salt Lake City, they said so many words that all meant the same thing and managed to say absolutely nothing the entire episode. Mm -hmm. It was so Mm. confusing. These ladies managed to take an incredibly simple situation and turn it into this like Shakespearean drama where honestly I am lost at this point. Can't we just say Mary is a cult leader? Like why are we doing this like... You did this. You're a bad friend. I feel like we're getting lost in the uh, thesaurus. Don't you of think it all. that's why these shows are so BS negative? To go back to my <laughs> great tagline, and that that's how a lot of like your friendships with people in real life, mm-hmm. uh, like the big arguments you have with your friends in real life. That's like what they're like. They get confusing, and you don't really understand why they start, why they escalate. It's mm-hmm. it's thrilling to watch my, my my own life reflected through these women. That's what Alex says. He says, I look in the mirror. I can't tell if it's me or Lisa Barlow. Oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking while watching Salt Lake this week, she's one of the most beautiful housewives, I must say. But she really just wishes she was Sammy, her son's prom date. Oh, gosh. We got to save oh, it I for know. Salt Lake City time. <laughs> okay. But I have to say, we saw a lot of housewives without makeup this week. I don't know why. They just... We got a lot of scenes like that. And Lisa among them. Lisa. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. Gorgeous. She's got some skin tone she could even out, if we're gonna be brutally honest. She's got some sun damage for sure. But I mean, like, she looked her age in like the most beautiful sense. You know what I mean? Ah, let a lovely Mm -hmm. lady. All she needs to do is get COVID and then her skin. mm, Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's all she's missing. All right. Are we ready for Salt Lake City? Yes. Yes. Five minutes into this week's Salt Lake City, and Mary is faking an Asian accent. And what a way to just kick us off. I was seeing that the official Bravo episode description of this episode was like posted online on like their Instagram account, basically calling attention to like the Bravo description saying Mary's challenged for some like not cool thing she says. And Mary's comment is like, 
Um, what? I didn't say anything uncool. And then this episode opens with a completely separate thing that is so insane. Her doing that accent that you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) When Meredith starts getting wind that this isn't going well, her comment is, well, we don't have to do it in character. It's like, Ginny is not a character. She is a real person. Poor Meredith. She's equally clueless. She just doesn't speak as much as Mary does. Yeah, Meredith also, like, laughs at the accent, too. Which, honestly, if I was in that situation, just the audacity of someone doing that, like, that to that extreme, I would probably be so caught off guard that I would laugh. <laughs> like, whoa. It, it's so <laughs> racist. Just, like, and yeah. what? And this doesn't matter, but Ginny doesn't have a accent like that. So Mary is just, like, picking up the racism and going with it. Like, even if she did, it wouldn't be okay. But... Mm-hmm. You can tell, like, Mary looks at her, and that's what she thinks. Now, we know Mary's not going to be at the reunion. No. We also not know that Mary reunion. has, like, a shaky sense of self-awareness. But do you think this episode was enough for her to be like, I can't answer for what I did this episode? I say that I didn't call Jenna Mexican thug, and I say that I'm not being racist towards Jenny. And both of those things are very clear in this episode that they're true. So do you think she just didn't want to be held accountable? I think, Alex, you are giving her too much credit for being self-aware. I think Mary didn't show up to the reunion because people are looking into her cult where Instagram accounts have Mary's cults, like as, you know, you can save your stories, pages of those. Like people are doing hardcore deep dives. People are saying that Mary was having an affair with Cameron that lasted three years. And then that's why, like, people are just throwing stuff out there. And I think that she can't. Obviously, she doesn't live in reality. I think she's been advised not to go to the reunion. And I guess how is she going to answer to any questions about Cameron, which is such uh, a tricky subject, mm-hmm. um, given that he passed away. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why she should not show face at reunion. I completely understand her not being in the show anymore. <laughs> you can't not go to the reunion and then show up for work season three. Like, sh- she's out, right? Yes. That's what happened to Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. Didn't show up to the reunion and then she got cut. Um, but so did Countess Lou, our beloved, and she managed to stay. Hey, God, Julia. Wasn't Lou in rehab? Yeah, but she went to rehab just to get out of the reunion and then checked herself out right when the reunion was done. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> it was brilliant. It's going to be weird for Salt Lake City without Mary. We've grown accustomed to this certain level of true crime chaos that I feel like an incarcerated Jen mm-hmm. just isn't going to give us. We still got Whitney on the docket. Don't don't count her out yet. Oh, Whitney's MLM. Which mm-hmm. is why I would like to start a petition to move Miss Lala over to Salt Lake City as a housewife. Oh, that would work. She and Katie can move to Salt Lake City. Genius. That would be beautiful. They were on just an episode saying. together. By the way, speaking of Whitney, I think Whitney thinks that Mary might actually be God. Anytime Whitney talks about Mary, she's like <laughs> stepping so carefully around it to the point where I think Whitney's like, gotta keep my options open. What if she is mm-hmm. God? And then when like Mary smites her, she like she's trembling as though mm-hmm. like this is it. <laughs> she's scared Lisa's gonna murder her and she's gonna go to heaven and Mary's gonna stand there and be like, sorry. <laughs> she could be God. You know how like sometimes like when there's like a cult um that like they do like a mass suicide in order to like ascend 
to like mm-hmm. the spaceship that they're trying to get to it. No, who's to say that they didn't weren't able to do that? That's kind of how I think about Mary as God. She might be God. Who knows? <laughs> Prove she's not. I gotta say, Meredith going hard with the not wanting to be in the same room as Jen is how you don't have a job. She's got to drop it. She's backing the wrong people. She has no follow through. She doesn't like mm-hmm. leave the event when Jen yeah, shows. <laughs> Everyone's just ignoring her. But it is making her irrelevant. So I will give you that. I mean, like she is right now siding with the person we know probably will not be here next season. And she's refusing to be with the number one selling point of this show. Mm-hmm. And remember, last season, Meredith was a fan favorite. People really liked her, didn't like Lisa. Totally switched. People are loving Lisa now. They love her as a villain. And Meredith is just kind of... So, we'll see. Distancing herself from Lisa is the Mm -hmm. nail in her coffin. I think that's the big She did way better when people Mm -hmm. couldn't tell them apart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple things. One, when Meredith was wearing that heinous bird suit... The birds of a feather flock together comment was amazing. Also, did we pick up Mm. on Dewey telling a group of beautiful second wife candidates that he is the doctor of love? Yeah. And they believed him. Yeah. They took him seriously. He's going to have no problem getting more wives. He must have something that just doesn't translate through the lens. Julia, I think you said that so many times in the last month. (laughs) About other people. (laughs) Mary. That's something you've said. You've said that about the Southern Charm guys for sure. It's true. And we all agree with (laughs) you. You said that about Austin. (laughs) She said it about Austin, Mary, and now Dewey. (laughs) People Julia cannot understand. There must be some kind of magical quality they have in person that is just not making it to her. Yes. Um, I wanted to um, call attention to, because he didn't get his name called out enough this episode, Lyman, the photographer that Lisa brings oh. over um, to um, mm-hmm. take pictures of her son going to the prom. She only said the name Lyman, I think, like six times. So I just want to say Lyman <laughs> again. I just want to get his name out there even more. Oh, Lisa. Oh, man, that whole photo shoot was so uncomfortable. I loved it, though. I was so ah, happy so we were invited. Okay, are we ready for Vanderpump? Yes. Okay, the opening scene, Vanderpump, it is very clear that Raquel and James are getting married like you have a baby to save a relationship. It This thing's going down fast. He needs Raquel for, I think, his like his sobriety or whatever. I'm putting that in quotes because he's not really sober. But he, he just puts so much on her being like the stabilizing force in his life. And it's such a great tragedy watching this unfold, knowing what we know now. It makes me feel a little sad. I feel great for Raquel, but I feel weirdly sad for my favorite villain on TV, James Kennedy. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, I, it's not a sadness I ever felt for like Jax when like he was in a bad position. It's, James is, I guess, just more of a vulnerable person. I mean, can the girl just have a penis straw? I felt sad for the penis straw industry as a whole for not getting James support. Yeah, I have some questions about that. Seems kind of weird that that's the thing he goes in on. Um, also, I was going to say, James is just utter shock that Raquel doesn't like him making decisions for her. Not a good sign. And also, when James is making a list of all the other couples that have problems, he just says their names. He's like, yeah, Raquel and I have problems, but Tom and Ariana, pause. 
Brock and she don't like he never actually delivers anything. He just says their names. I guess it's important. I think it's because it's safe to assume that anyone in your life has their own problems. <laughs> and to be fair, we know the problems he's referring to when he says their names. Yeah, yeah. I was right on board with his naming of the couples. I was like, good point, good point, James Kennedy. But if he had named if he had named any couple on the show, you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> if he had maybe named any couple I've ever met, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Now, Brock has become my favorite person to hate on TV. He is just so stupid, and I love that he is constantly trying to get things for free. But I think that like, he doesn't know that about himself. I think that he is just surprised people won't do things for him. I think that he went in and asked Randall and Lala to help with the Sheena engagement 100% to get that line item off his budget. I think he assumed they would pay for it. It's hard for me to tell. I really think, like Elizabeth said, that he's he's very dumb. And when he showed up at Sandoval's house this last episode, he says, knock, knock. And I thought for sure he was going to say, it's Brock. And I was almost going to love him. I was like, I was ready to love him if he had said that, but he didn't. He missed it. So I don't know why I haven't seen this before, but do we all know Kronk? The amazing yes. Emperor's <gasps> New Groove sidekick. Oh. A really, really stupid so monkey st- named Brock. I can't believe I did not make the connection before, but that's all I could think every time he was on the screen is that we need a now, little Julia, Yzma in there. Does that make Sheena Yzma? They have the same eyelashes. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I cannot wait for this reunion just to have everybody rip Brock apart. Also, can we back to James and Raquel? Sheena seems happy in her horrible situation, but Raquel seems so sad. Mm-hmm. Like Alex was saying, having somebody's sobriety on your shoulders, that's a lot. But we know she's better now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we yes. can we'd be happy. And we know Sheena is, in fact, still supporting Brock 110%, which is yes. rough. The man who doesn't know what scotch tastes like, but got a whole scotch tasting in his honor when Lala was trying to be supportive to him and Sheena, which is just the true tragedy. And he also can't tell the difference between cake and pie. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say knock, knock, it's Brock when he showed up. <laughs> but uh, I have a point I'd like to make about the sandwich shop that Ariane and Katie are making mm-hmm. yes, and the bar that the Toms are making. They need to switch names. Something about her is such mm-hmm. a great bar name. Shorts and Sandy's is so clearly a sandwich shop name. This is yes. one of the great ironies of our time that these two places are going to have the wrong names, but it's right there. Something about her is such a good bar name. It's such a good bar name. And you know what the funny thing about it is? I was like, okay, maybe a sandwich shop would be more successful because out of the two, the Schwartz and Sandy's and something about her... I would 100% back the ladies. But then I thought, let's switch it, like Alex was saying. And if they back the bar, I'd be like, what are these two guys doing opening a sandwich shop? So I think it's just... Absolutely. I don't trust anything Schwartz I don't have any confidence in the Toms. (laughs) No, and I think whatever Katie and Ariana do together will turn to gold. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to have a sandwich if there's something about her. Oh my gosh. Can we We're all going to have a sandwich there. Yes. And that's saying something because you know where we've never been? 
Tom, Tom, Tom. Tom. <laughs> I think the secret wedding thing is the stupidest shit in the world. Just adding to the Brock is the stupidest person in the world idea. Well, because it's completely orchestrated by Sheena. Yeah. So For it's the not show. a secret. It's so transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is our second marriage, so we don't think we need to have a big wedding. So this is what we're going to do. I'm no, doing We just need it to be uh, airing on Bravo. Yes. Also, she bought a dress. But no one's willing to pay for it. <laughs> I like, you know, people say, like, don't get engaged at other people's weddings. What about getting married at other people's engagements? Hmm? Oh, then, yes. then it's fine. <laughs> then, it's, then it's okay. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait till next week. Are we ready for OC? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, OC right now. We really have two main conflicts. Let's get the old one out of the way. Shannon and Heather. I always thought it was stupid that Heather was so upset about this non-issue that she clearly wasn't that upset by. Uh, so I'm totally team Shannon. What about you guys? I'm team Shannon. It, the thing about Heather is that she was served this drama to escalate on a platter like a, like a fish that would go untouched at Shane's party. So she, <laughs> she had to take it. <laughs> I also find it weird that she drug it out so long because the whole drama is that this will be a negative stamp on her husband's practice and yet it's getting dredged up and the more we talk about it, the more we think that he was in fact sued for a lot and this was a really big deal because it's becoming a really big deal. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. They think they're getting away with that though by having that one scene where they both confront uh, Nicole. They think probably that that's the scene that will erase any like sort of conception of there having been something that he did wrong, but it's not playing out that way. No, because they keep reminding me of it. Yeah, Team Shannon. Yeah, Team Shannon for sure. I'm having fun watching Heather be a villain. I love that she basically threatened Shannon. I'm going to get you fired from this show. So 10 out of 10 for being straightforward. Are you having fun watching her bounce on her husband's lap? Not one, but two times this episode, though, because I found that disturbing. Anytime Terry's on screen, I have to stop myself from gagging. He's in way too much of this show. He's giving me Seth Marks. Mm -hmm. Know what? He thinks he's Coach Shaw. When in fact, he is Seth Marks. You know, he thinks he's smooth, but he just gives me the heebie-jeebies. You know who Seth Marks deserves to have the attitude of is Shane in this show. Yes, they look very that's similar the type as of well. Per- they, they do. They are doppelganger. But that's the type of personality he deserves to have. <laughs> yes. All right, a little pivot. Uh, Noella versus Dr. Jin slash Nicole. I this don't. This bizarre. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. So Noella is upset that Dr. Jen tagged her in a selfie, which was clearly a we're going to be on this TV show promotion. Like, okay, was it Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's a promotion for her plastic surgery business. And Noella uh, goes to a different company for hers. So she thought that like it was a conflicting thing there. It was exactly the same argument that James Kennedy had when he didn't want to promote Brock new fitness line i felt Mm -hmm. and i'm a hundred percent team noelle on this i thought it was weird that she said she had to report the photo you can very easily untag yourself from things and i feel like this has kind of been blown up out of proportion especially because of what noella is going through i just think that dr jen and nicole are gonna lose this one 
by default. Yeah, because Noelle is very sensitive to the people that she's are. She's already like um, sorting out who's going to be fake to her during all this, which is mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's just she's so beautiful and I'm such a Noella stan, but I love her, Gina, and Emily are like my favorites. And then my favorite ding-dongs in the background are Shannon and Heather. And I really do not care at all about Dr. Jin, her shirtless husband, Ryan, or Nicole. Yeah, Nicole I forget about until she's like there. Same here. And I think that's why she didn't make it to housewife status. I don't get, okay, so yes, maybe Dr. Jen feels embarrassed that Noella called her out on, you know, promoting her business, pulling at Brock. I don't get why Dr. Jen is saying her marriage isn't real. I mean, we've talked about how her timeline's confusing, but she's getting served divorce papers. That seems like such a weird thing and easily disprovable thing to harp on. And it's what's going on. Like, you look like such an asshole. You can go to a courthouse and look it up. Also, she's explained that she was married in 2020. You know, the thing I'm most upset at Dr. Jen about is, is that she found Noella's comment, my God is Tom Ford, blasphemous and really (laughs) offensive. Yeah, okay, (laughs) Dr. Jen. (laughs) Yeah, she's picking the wrong side. She's having a hard first season. She really is having a hard time. Noella is doing great. Noella, in terms of her relationship with her husband, is kind of untouchable. I mean, just like in one sentence, you could sum up why she's like a great first housewife. It's a housewife immediately is getting a divorce from Sweet James. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have planned that. In the most evil way possible. Dr. Jen's a plastic surgeon in OC that has like a... Creepy husband. Funny husband. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's blah, blah, blah. But Noella is like staying power. Also, the fact that Sweet James is borderline Bond villain at this point, serving her divorce papers not once, but twice in two different languages, and then having (laughs) flowers as a ruse. Like, come on. You cannot make that up. Okay. Awards? Yes. All right. Awards. My award is the Wild Rose Name Change Award, named after Miss Whitney Wilde's Rose's company that switched from Iris Bow to Wild Rose Beauty. See, look, I'm getting all jumbled up. And a name switch that doesn't make sense other than you're running away from being charged with an MLM scheme. Long backstory. I award this to Shorts and Sandy's Bar which was Schwartz and Sandy's, which everybody hated, became Once Upon a Tom that everybody hated (laughs) even more and for some reason is switching back to Schwartz and Sandy's. There are more than just two names out there. Something about her is one. (laughs) Um, Something about Tom. My award is very uh, meaningful this week. It's very special. The product I enjoy consuming award goes to... Tom Schwartz, who had two raspberry lime polar seltzers in his house this week. (laughs) When I saw those on screen, I mean, I started this episode off saying it's like I'm watching and like my life unfold in these shows. That really drove it home for me. (laughs) I'm fated to watch these programs. It's it's who I am. I'm a Bravo boy. So uh, congrats, Tom Schwartz. That's two awards in a row. Julia, are you going to break the pattern here? Yeah, no pressure. I will, but uh-huh. it's breaking for a good one because I am giving the OC Lemon Boy Award to Miss Noella, 
who keeps telling Jen that she needs to get a glass of lemonade because she's so thirsty. (laughs) And I don't know if she knows that lemons are really a thing in the Bravo universe. We have the lemonade, which is Shannon's business. We also have Yolanda being crushed by the lemons outside her house. Truly showing how great Miss Noella is as a new housewife. And also, thank you for bringing up lemons again. It takes me back to the lemon boy of last season in OC, and it makes me smile. So congratulations, Noella, on the Lemon Boy Award. Let's just rename it Lemon County, huh? (laughs) 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 God, no. Cut that, cut that. Yeah, we're ended on that. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.